Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stay Grounded podcast, a podcast and community helping you stay grounded through all phases and emotions of life. I am your host, Natalie Q, and I am super excited to welcome our first guest, Gita Suleta. She is a brand strategist and photographer in LA, and she is helping hippas grow their brand's online presence with strategic systems and intentional images. She's also a community builder who's creating space for Hefas to connect, co-work, and feel supported within the community as we pursue our individual goals together. So welcome, Kita. Welcome. First of all, I just want to know how you're feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. It's just <laughs> such an honor to be here. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to be my first guest. Of course, um, it's an honor. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So I wanted to dive in first by telling us who you are, who is Kita, and everything you want us to know about you, about your story. Oh, oh man, are you sure you don't want this to take the whole podcast? Okay, <laughs> so I am a proud daughter of immigrants. My dad is from El Salvador. My mother's from Mexico. And I am a first-generation American. And I was born here in L.A., been here the majority of my life, lived in Tucson for about a five-year stint after I got married. My husband is also a first-generation American. He's His parents are from Guate and his or Guatemala, for those who don't know and my he was raised by his puerto rican granddad so there's lots of latinidad happening here in our home and so that's just a bit about my background i started my photography career eight years ago and have done a wide array of photography from like the political world and doing branding and campaigns for public servants, to weddings, to birthday parties and family portraits and doing all of that. And when the pandemic hit, mm. we were very much event heavy for our business. And I started my business alongside my husband. But when so much shut down and we were shut down as well. And so when that happened, it really allowed, like many people, to for us to look inward and really say, okay, how do we want to come back? And in coming back, we were looking at the different passions and creative avenues we wanted to pursue. And we are literally black and white creatively. Like he's an athlete and trying to work with athletes and doing music videos and all kinds of stuff on set. And I'm over here. I just want to work with Hefas and work with small businesses. <laughs> and I have my plantitas and coffee. And let's just hang out with my community. We just decided to bit of our own medicine and practice what we preach by marketing ourselves as individuals. And although we still work together, and we are obviously on each other's team. We're very much so now branding ourselves as individuals. And so it's why now I focus mostly on branding, both in photography and in strategy, helping Hefas be able to, as you mentioned, show up online. And so that's a little bit about my work career. The community mm -hmm. you mentioned I'm building is where my heart really is right now. It is a space that I'm creating or have been ho hosting for almost eight months now, these co-working sessions that I'm just 
kind of opening up a Zoom call and jefas come and we're in silence. You've been there for the first hour. And so everybody's working on their individual projects and working towards their dreams, but it removes that loneliness that comes a lot of times with entrepreneurship. And so we get to connect and just hang out and have cafecito time, which I mean, in Latino culture, very much so means so much more than just having a cup of coffee, right? Like when you sit down for cafecito, it's let's talk about real life. Let's talk about all the things that are happening. Like what's happening? Talk to me. And so that is the space that I have been really pouring so much time and energy into. Hosted Cafecito today and had our largest group to date. Had 30 jefas show up. Mujer, I was crying afterwards. Like I was just, I am so honored. I'm still, I'm tearing up now. I'm not, but I'm just. We have this show. Oh my gosh. Good. Get ready. Cause I am just like, I am floored and honored to be able to just hold space and it's just mind blowing and heart filling. And it's just so amazing. And so that's where my passion is. And I'm also winding up to launch my own podcast this spring. Yay. So that's coming soon. Also coming, yeah. also called Cafecito con Jefas. And so that'll be coming soon. But anyways, that's a lot. <laughs> that's plenty I think about me <laughs> that's what we want to know this is all yeah. the information I want to say thank you because I found out about Cafecitos con Jefas through a mutual friend and oh, really? yeah like just a friend that had gone on there and she's you need to join this is so your jam and community and when I did I Guys, I can't recommend it enough. Ladies, you definitely should hop on. And it is really such a a space of acceptance, a space of like support when, you know, a lot of us entrepreneurs, it is a very lonely. And we'll dive in a little bit more about that and the unknown of the world, because that is the topic, staying grounded through the unknown. So thank you so much for the beautiful intro and letting us know what you do and Thank you, because you showing up is really, it's magic. It's really magic. To start off, I really wanted you to share. I love asking people this question in general, just because there's so many different ways to do it and navigate through it. But tell us a little bit about your morning routine and what that looks like as an entrepreneur, because I know that it looks very different for everybody, but I'm sure some of the tools that you use can potentially help people. Yes. As we've spoken, I'm all about being real and being able to have these conversations about real life and entrepreneurship very much. Not only does it look different for each person, but it also looks different for the same person in different seasons. And that is a season that I have been in. I'm transitioning back to my morning routines now that spring Mm -hmm. is here. But I personally have been in the past four months, a harder season, actually. And it's been a season of transition and a season where I haven't had the luxury of spending my slow mornings like I used to. And I miss them and I long for them. And I'm so excited to be able to tell you that I woke up an extra hour today to be able to just sit (laughs) and be able to practice these tools that I knew we were going to be talking about just because it's so important. And so let me break that down a little bit about what my ideal 
mornings are, which of course, as I mentioned, are not a current daily thing. And But transitioning back to my big thing when it comes to mornings, because every day can look different. I like mm-hmm. to call them my morning resets, where I wake up and ideally I wake up at least an hour before my husband in order to just have the calm of the house to myself. Mm-hmm. And I like to reset my home. And so whether that's putting in a load of laundry, putting me in cafecito, I'm all about my morning coffee. And so I like to do like a pour over coffee or make myself a Cuban coffee. And my coffees take anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes to make. And so I'm over here like enjoying that time to just be able to get with myself before checking into social media, before even looking at my email, like I really try, I live on do not disturb just because it's so much that's happening. Right. And so many different notifications that come in and any little thing can be thrown at you first thing in the morning. And it may be somebody else's urgent emergency, but it's not an emergency at all. And so very much I've learned to have to protect that peace in the mornings for Mm -hmm. myself and resetting the house just brings me calm and also being able to just sit and enjoy my coffee. And so I've practiced a lot of breath work over the years. So just being able to breathe in between those sips. I have ADHD and just sitting and meditating in complete silence or not having movement can be harder for me at times. And so I've noticed that for me, my version of meditation is more that mindful walking or mindful Mm. sitting and just being able to reflect and just sit with myself and being able to allow my thoughts to either run wild or just be able to just get and be very intentional about what it is that I'm doing. So just being able to enjoy my cup of coffee for a little Mm. bit longer is really what allows me to just get ready for my day before I do open up social media or do jump into my emails. Mm. And that's really a big part of my morning is being able to just have that mindful cup of coffee or even when I'm washing dishes, just being very present is something that I've learned Mm -hmm. to practice and needing to just calm and center myself. Mm -hmm. And so being able to just cut out the noise of other people, it may, I may even listen to an audiobook because I'm an audiobook junkie. And so Mm -hmm. even in learning something, being able to consume information that I'm navigating myself that I'm saying, okay, for this purpose, it's what I'm learning and it's what I'm consuming versus just getting hit with a million different things in any direction via social media or things like that. And so that's really the type of reset that I enjoy. And if I'm able to and have the like extra 15 minutes, I'd love to stretch and be able to practice Mm -hmm. some yoga um, as that helps my body get warmed up for the day. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about how my ideal mornings go. I love that. And you know what really stood out to me was that you are transitioning, right? I totally felt that because the last like three, four months for me, my morning routines as well have not really, like, it's just a season, right? Like it's been a rough season for morning routines. It's winter. It's winter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so grateful for spring here, y'all. Yeah, I feel that. And I feel like there's this like energy that comes from the springtime. It's interesting. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they're like, for me, the new year starts in spring because it really like society has made us seem like we have to start in January 1st, but it's cold. Like it's the winter. So for me, I make 
the spring, the start of my new year. And he was telling me how like he incorporates his morning routines more in the springtime. So it's just so interesting. Thank you for your transparency, just because I love to tell my audience that it doesn't always have to look the same. And maybe your morning routine one day is actually sleeping in that like, part. Yeah. Like sometimes it's okay to sleep in. And even for me, it's been so hard for me to adjust to that reality that I don't have to do like yoga and like meditate every day. Maybe that day I just want to read a book and it's really about listening to your body. Right. And then in these unknown situations that you're navigating through and trying to transition back into it, going to our second question for you, I want to know what the hardest unknown challenge, whether that's in your life, whether that's professionally, whatever is called for you to share, what is that hard unknown challenge that you've had to overcome in your life? And what did it feel like for you when you were overcoming those things? Oh, man. I'm yeah. over here. I've lived so many lives in this short uh, no. lifetime. I've... <laughs> I know you have to throw that. There's stories for days, right? And Oh, man. I've been thinking about this question and really wanting to land on one. And I'll go ahead and talk about my most recent unknown that oh. really just shifted all of life for me, which was almost losing my husband a year and a half ago. And during that season, we were, he was in the hospital for a few weeks and the doctors were telling us he wasn't going to make it and start saying your goodbyes. And even if he did make it, the quality of life, all kinds of stuff. And it was pretty bleak and really dark during yeah. that time. It was definitely that survival instinct of just showing up to the hospital. Like I just needed to be there and I just needed to show up and be bedside with him. And thankfully I was able to be bedside with him at the time. And I'm happy to share now just to bring closure there. He is doing so much better <laughs> and we've been able to get him off of medications and he's all the way back into being an athlete. And we just celebrated because he just got out of fight camp. I took up boxing after the hospital. And so he's just had his first fight just to bring that closure there. He's so much better. But yeah. to talk about that season and what that looked like, it was just scary. It was scary. It was dark. There, of course, I attempted to continue working. I was actually right in the middle of my rebrand. I was working with brand strategist and my logo designer. And she was so patient with me because literally we had like a brand intensive the day that he landed in the hospital. And I was supposed to be answering these questions about what is it that you want to be doing with your brand and how do you want to be showing up? And I'm over here, my husband is dying right now. Yeah. And it was just so difficult to feel the need to continue working, even though my head was so not in it. I'm so grateful for her. She was so patient and like pulling teeth and just sitting with me. I think we were on the phone for four hours trying to figure things out. And, but it was this season of needing to continue going because also we need to put food on the table and, but real life is happening. And again, he was able to get, make it out the hospital and we came home and a huge part of what happened, he went into a diabetic coma and his body shut down. And what was happening prior to him being in the hospital was just him not sleeping for more than two hours a night. And it happened to be due to work. And we had a very intense client that was like, 
asking for a million edits and sending things back. And it was just needing to be done. And it, as entrepreneurs, so many times, especially if we're project based, we'll work around the clock to try to finish a project and get it across the finish line. But what ended up happening here was that the finish line kept getting farther and farther. And so it wasn't just his health. I strongly a million percent believe that it had to do very much so with the compounded like lack of previous taking care of ourselves, but then also the stress that came for those two months working with that client and his body, like it was complete burnout. And so it was his body physically just shutting down due to that. And so coming out of that, being that he's not only my husband, but my business partner, we had to completely reframe Mm. how we were going to move forward as entrepreneurs, like Mm. needing to prioritize our mornings, needing to prioritize sleep, being able to say, no, I don't want to work with you because it's not worth lowering my prices just to get a paid gig, but not being valued and Mm. having, so we had to draw hard lines navigating that time and so it it was this thing where we had to restructure how we ate, how we slept, how we talked to people, who we allowed into our home, like all kinds of boundary setting and very big what ended up being growth. But with growth mm-hmm. comes growing pains. And so it was so difficult to make all these life changes because it wasn't just, oh, let's change his lifestyle. I jumped on that train with him and it's like no we as a household are going to be changing how we live and how we run our business and how we work together as a unit because we do still work together but very much so need to be able to support each other and learning from this experience being able to say okay these are the practices that we're going to start doing in our home like we called it pinta tu raya season if people uh-huh. don't like it If people aren't jumping on board, it's this is what we've had to do to be able to survive. We went through this major shift and this is how we need to protect our peace. This is how we need to be able to protect our home. And in order to be able to run a successful business or to be able to show up or in order to be able to be there for our family and our friends and the people that we care about so deeply, we need to be able to say, these are our priorities and this is what we're going to be doing in order to take care of our health first and foremost. And so it's where I've really latched on to this idea of we are a whole human being. We're not just an entrepreneur, right? What is your entire life look like, right? Yes, we are an entrepreneur, but yes, we're a human. So we need to sleep and we need to eat and we need to survive and we need connection and we need community to support us. And so it's making those changes and really looking at where you are and what you need because we're all so incredibly different. We'll need so many different things, but really just taking care of our whole selves. What does that look like for you? And what that looked like for us was just changing our lifestyle completely and seeing how much we were not taking care of ourselves first. Yeah. And, and learning, no, that's, that's no longer what we're allowed to do yeah. and not just allowed by other people. Like it's the now the right. like that is the standard right. that we now had to create. And I keep speaking and we, because that's, that is the setup that we're currently in. And that's what allows me to be able to brand myself as an individual. So, so those are the practices that I hold true to now is being able to say, how am I going to move forward? And despite mm. what, 
anyone else may think. (laughs) These are the different, I don't want to say requirements, but these are the things that need to happen. And yeah, those are the boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. So these, this is as long as worlds align, if you will, with our values, with how we're going to move forward, then absolutely we can continue to work together, have a relationship or have a friendship X, Y, Z, but very much so making sure that is first and foremost, a priority is making sure that it's healthy. Right. And those healthy boundaries are placed. Absolutely. And, and honestly, it seems like from this lesson of the unknown came so much beautiful things. Of course, during the course of it, I can't even imagine what you were feeling. And this was almost like a wake up call in a situation that you had no control over. We need to step back. We need to take care of ourselves because otherwise this can really get worse. And I kind of want to shift and talk about how as Latinas and even Latino men, like we are just so structured by our cultures to work hard. And like that, for whatever reason, gives us like this massive validation. Like you are worthy because you work every day and you only sleep two hours. And wow, you are such a hard worker. So tell me a little bit like, does, is that something that very much connected to you? I know it is to me and how that help gift that healing that ancestral part because that comes from our ancestors i'm really such a believer that just it's like generations of like hard work and like how do we navigate through that how do we navigate through letting go of these breaking these generational cycles right oh man you're just going in deep today <laughs> yes 100 100 yeah. percent it's this thing of that fear of failing someone just yeah. because we're saying no i don't have the energy to do that yeah. right now like yeah. how dare you not take the shirt off your back i feel like it's this expectation mm-hmm. oh man again we're going so much deeper here but like the expectation <laughs> that i can speak to yeah Let me go there to try to like, absolutely make it into bite-sized chunks. But the expectation that I can speak to is the giving of yourself and not fueling yourself or not filling your cup and just Mm. going until there is nothing else left. That very much so was ingrained like especially especially in talking about this relationship being the perfect wife right oh Ooh, that was something that is still yeah. a struggle girl, but very much <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so grateful for the healing that has been happening in our home the past year and a half and really even prior my husband has never been that person oh this i expect the meal on the table here no but Beyond that, in my head, the voices in my head were, I need to be able to work. I need to be able to show up. I need to be able to have my successful business, but then also somehow create three meals a day. Gourmet, not like microwave stuff. Like I'm cooking them from scratch because that's healthier and that's better. And we like them better because let's be real, it's delicious. Yes, all of it, please. (sighs) But that's a production, right? So anyways, so there's that, let alone cleaning, not just your kitchen alone. 
girl, my, girl. Me and my kitchen have a very special relationship. <laughs> it's like a hella love hate relationship with me and my kitchen. Yeah. Then the whole house, and then being able to host and be able to have guests and being able to show up and look a certain way and take care of myself. And but so many things. <clears throat> oh, having to just yeah. work nonstop. I was having this conversation with a friend. I want to say yesterday where the what has been taught to us i believe about that hard work yeah comes from that generation that i am so grateful for if it was not for my parents leaving yeah. their countries yeah on a dream a dream of a better life for us we would not be here being able to pursue these creative outlets in technology yeah. online making friends online across the country like this it would not be possible without their sacrifice mm -hmm. but it was all they knew when it came yeah. to the work yeah. and the work that of that generation but again speaking to what I know to be true, which is my mom was a seamstress, right? My dad started off as a sewing machine mechanic and then literally had the same job for 40 years. Wow. Since he got to the U.S., he did not miss like work. I grew up with the idea of you don't miss school. You don't miss anything unless you're like blue in the face. And even if you yeah. are like, you'll get over it. Like you'll just, you, you still gotta go. <laughs> yeah. But very much so what I was talking to a friend about was how different one, not only the times are, but very much so the type of work that a lot of them took on, which is biz. And with all the respect in the world, it's very hard work, but it's labor intensive where it's mostly working with your hands and your body where they can be elsewhere in their head and they can be thinking about whatever else at home, but just doing the work, whether it's digging a yeah. hole, whether it's sewing clothes, whatever it may be. But so much of our generation and myself and the person I was having this conversation with yesterday, we are brain heavy work yeah. our work as creatives that's, depends that's on our creativity it depends on those not just bursts of energy but that creative genius that yeah. comes in and i believe it was paulo coelho who said a creative he's a creative genius only works four hours at a time yeah wow and so it's like you get your brain continues moving right it's not even mm -hmm. a muscle it doesn't get tired scientifically it does not stop and so what it's not our brain that gets tired it's our body that gets physically tired from the reactions of every thought that goes through our brain uh, like we think oh, yeah. so much faster than we breathe than our heart beats and we can go longer without breathing and without our heart breathing or with our without our heart beating and our lungs breathing <laughs> than our brain does thinking and so uh -huh. with the reactions that our body takes on with all the heavy brain work, it's just becomes draining to our body. Yeah. But that is what is different. If we, if our hard work was strictly going through motions and we were able to turn off the brain and just be able to keep going, I believe we would last longer. Just so many of yeah. our ancestors have, because it was hard work that they went through. It was just different. Completely, a completely different setup. And so now with 
what we are doing and the lifestyles we're living. Now it's sedentary. We're not getting our exercise in from tending to the fields like my grandfather was. My grandfather was a ranch hand out okay. down in Mexico. Wow. And so he took care of everybody else's ranchos. You know what I'm saying? I like to say somos indios. Like we yes. came from hardworking people. And my mom, I talks about helping my granddad like carry the wow. banana that's called yeah. <laughs> like he'd come with bananas on his back and she would help him with one of them and he like wow. my granddad just worked his rear end off like very much like he worked his body down until it broke down and so it was just very different type of labor and so mm-hmm. it's where now for our generation or for those of us who are creatives, we have to listen to our body in order to be able to regenerate ourselves and be able to continue working hard and have our brain working well, because without sleep, without food, without fuel, without resting and recovering, even if it's just two minutes of breathing in between one meeting to the other, it just can rejuvenate your body a little bit longer to continue to work hard. And I'm not about being lazy. And I'm not about not working hard. It's simply listening to our bodies because it's such a different time. It's such a different type of work and being able to prioritize our health in order to be able to continue working hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm not against working hard. I and. For so long, it was that hustle culture that we were all about, but we Mm. got a huge slap in the face when it came to just hustling and just pushing through. So then we had to adjust. And so very much so now we continue to work hard. But now if I need a nap, I need a nap. (laughs) I need to take a nap because if not, I'm not going to be able to serve my clients well. I'm not going to be able to do whatever job I need to work on. I can be able to show up on a podcast and be able to talk because it's my brain's not going to fire. It's clouded. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just, it's so different. And I believe it has so much to do with reframing that mindset of continuing to work hard, but listening to your body in the process, because if we're not listening to our bodies, They fail. Crazy shifts can happen. <laughs> they will just yeah. shut down. And as creatives in the lifestyle that we're living now and the jobs that we're doing, it's just such a huge priority that we've had to learn the hard way in our home. Yeah. And so it's something that I'm very much banging that drum, like making sure that people take care of their mind, their body, their soul, like just take care of yourself and listen to that. Check in with yourself. How are you really? Like, how are you in order to be able to continue to do all the things that we want to do? Yeah, absolutely. And I found it's very hard for people to ask themselves, like, how am I feeling? Because again, we go back to like, our cultures and like we weren't really taught to communicate and talk to ourselves and hey how are you feeling this is all the stuff that i've had to unlearn and then relearn right because for a long time like for example through my family a creative career was never like they thought i was like what are you doing like for them it was like manual right using your hands and like going into a physical office and just being then that's showing them like okay so you're doing something and so it took for example my mom and dad a long time to what what are you talking about and that goes into i move into i know you said listening to your body and knowing and asking how do you 
Tell us about like tools that you use or when you're close to maybe like a burnout, how you were with your unknown situation. Like when do you know that you're close and you need to step back? Maybe or what? Maybe are there programs or books or maybe there's tools that you specifically have used in the past that have helped you? Maybe, whoa, okay, chill. All right, Kita, step back. There's just, there's a lot of stuff going on. How do you, how did you navigate through that when you were really feeling close to a burnout? Oh man, there's just so many books. Yeah. So many books, but, and actually I don't have to go as far as that hospital experience to talk about being close to burnout because it actually was about a month ago that I just had to step back. And especially at the beginning of this year, coming back and trying to hit the ground running through mush and through this transition, I was like, you know what, let me just push. And when was it? November-ish, I started actually like a work from home nine to five, which I call my side hustle because it's not my passion whatsoever. Totally, because I could not care about it at all. And it's, yeah. but it's here. I am grateful for yeah. it because it has provided yeah. stability that has been necessary. And yes. unfortunately it was a deficit that came from the hospital scare, but we're here and mm-hmm. in that transition, which is why it's, everything's been so crazy off lately. Yeah. I'm over here. Like I don't have the luxury, although I do technically as an entrepreneur, right? We have the luxury to just mm-hmm. be able to turn off in seasons, but that wasn't the point. I was in the middle of just building and it broke my heart a little bit when I had to get this job because I was just, mm-hmm. I was feeling so much momentum. And then when this happened, I was just, it was just so necessary. And I was just like, oh, it's okay. It's yeah. a gut check, right? Yeah. But it was very much like, I do not want to allow this to stop the dream or to stop the momentum. And so I've essentially been pulling double shifts where I'll check out and I'll have meetings or clock out of that, my side hustle. And then I'll have a couple client meetings and then I'll just go into either making dinner or having dinner with my husband. And then I will have another cup of coffee and clock back in at nine or 10 at night and just continue to work on the, and so for i want to say for almost six weeks like i was averaging less than four hours sometimes five hours a night and i was just pushing and pushing as much as possible and like just getting just enough sleep and just enough naps and a lot of coffee (laughs) but i was definitely feeling it come february like i was like ooh. I am feeling it in my body. I have fibromyalgia also. That's been a 10-year journey. And so during with that, since that diagnosis, I've had to learn very much so how to check in with my body, learn what is going on. Like, where is the pain today? Because it's not yes. about, am I hurting? It's yes. where am I hurting? Yes. <laughs> and so, so like, very much... What go ahead. signs were, were your bo- was your body giving you? Like, what indications did you feel? It was literal flare-ups for myself and so i have with fibro you'll get i call it like walking tendonitis when you get out when you're not in a major flare because my fellow fibromyalgians who may be in a major flare will be like no you're lucky that's not fibromyalgia because it's not just localized because it's not when it's at 300 percent it's just dark, scary, and depressing. And my heart goes out to anyone else who is suffering with fibromyalgia because Mm -hmm. there is, it's just, it's a difficult, a difficult thing to navigate. 
But I am very grateful to be able to say that after 10 years of having it and having to learn a lot of tools and modalities and reading a lot of books and doing a lot of my own research because there's not a lot of research on it. And now I am currently in a season where my flare ups are local. And so it's either just my shoulder and just my hip or sometimes just like my left side of my body. And it sounds really scary. It's not a stroke, right? But like my arms will go tingly and like literally my face will go numb or like Um. my legs will just be able to be like incredibly swollen and so it's this thing where a lot of different aches and pains that aren't just muscle related it's a very much so in your soft tissues and in your fascia so when you look at an anatomy like picture it's not just the red that's your muscles it's the white parts that uh-huh. are your tendons and your joints and what ends up being like the silver skin on meats like it's that thick layer of extra something on there that's the fascia and so picture that part throughout your entire body flaring up and getting inflamed and so that's where the pain is And so it can be an incredibly difficult thing to navigate, but my body was yelling at me via flare-ups. So I was constantly, another thing that happens is you get foggy brained. And I know that happens to a lot of people just when you're exhausted too. And so it was harder to think. (laughs) It was harder to even sit or stand or just be. And I felt myself just moving much slower, not just like on one day a week or just because I didn't sleep that day. It was like consistent. I was steady, not feeling well. And so those were the signs that my body was just like, I'm constantly having headaches. I'm constantly unable to think or put a couple words together and also anxiety, like (laughs) having too many thoughts going on in your head and feeling like so scatterbrained and not being able to organize your thoughts or not being able to communicate clearly. Like those were the things that were starting to come up for me where it was like, it would get, I want to say almost paralyzing, like where I would feel so overwhelmed by the amount of things that I needed to do. And then I would just want to shut down yeah. or my body would just shut down. And so like mid February, I was like, you know what? This is a clear sign (laughs) that I am very close to burnout or I'm starting to burn out and starting to fizzle. And so that's when I was like, no, I need to sleep. No, I started canceling some of my client meetings. I made it a point to just to like thin out my calendar and say, okay, I need to be able to continue prioritizing my business alongside this job. Yes. But I also need to be mindful of my body. I'm not going to be able to serve anyone or be able to finish any of my client work without getting that rest and rejuvenating my brain and getting back to my body and listening to it. And so that's what really just was just that slap in the face. Like, no, I need to be able to stop and listen to my body. And as far as books go, as I mentioned, I'm an audiobook junkie and due to my ADHD, I'm like constantly listening to books and can listen and consume at an intense, crazy speed. Yeah. Like I've consumed over 300 books in the last three years, girl, like a lot of books. So I have a really long laundry list and on my website, on my links, I literally have an audiobook section because there's so many to learn from. Yes. But we'll be adding all her links in the bio. Guys. Yes, please. <laughs> so you guys can you can check out all of the audiobooks that I've done because they're like from so many different directions. But the uh, so many of the books that I read are very much so like scientific because I'm a nerd when it comes to anatomy because I've had to Love. learn about all of that. So there's quite a few versions of meditation books. I know one that I read recently in January was called like stress 
stress less, accomplish more. And oh, there's so many meditation ones. I'm trying to think of them and pull them up now. But but quite a few on meditation, just how to be able to take care of your body, how to be able to fuel your body, how to be able mm-hmm. to sleep, and then being able to be an entre- a better entrepreneur as well. I have learned in all of the books that I have read, mm-hmm. even in the memoirs, so much of the underlying message mm-hmm. ends up being take care of yourself. It's crazy. And figure out the best version of meditation and breath work for you and figure out the best nutrition plan for you. And in the end, when I can add up and sum up so many of these audiobooks, it's that find the best lifestyle plan for yourself, but take care of yourself in order to be able to serve anyone else that you want to serve. Or whether it's just being able to thrive, like thrive is another book, but being able to just look inward and check in with yourself is where that longevity comes and where our creativity comes from. If we're not resting, if we're not checking in with ourselves, guys, guys, please take care of yourself. Prioritize your health, prioritize your sleep, drink water. Even if you don't like it, throw some lemon in it. I don't care. (laughs) Like hydrate (laughs) y'all hydrate, but very much so like, it's just checking in with oneself because we are a whole being. And then from there run and add everything else on. That's what matters most relationship with ourselves, being able to be kind to ourselves, being able to forgive ourselves and deal with all of the junk that comes through our brain. So funny. I was just going to ask you, and I think for <laughs> this guys, but what advice would you give someone going through maybe a burnout or an unknown situation? And I think he answered that so beautifully and really guys like listening to yourself and to your body. And I am just as guilty as anyone else. I was close to a burnout last week, like just as like early as last week. And I finally got, I was like, no, I need to step back sleep. And once I slept, I felt clearer. I felt rested. I felt like more energized. There's just, we need to let go of this misconception that the harder you work, the more validation you are given. There are going to be a lot of unknowns in our lives and it's about how we navigate through them and how we which is what stay grounded is about guys. (laughs) Yep. Yep. To learn how to like navigate through these situations. And so Kita, you answered that beautifully. It's so funny. I was like, this is the next question I'm going to ask her. And then you just went ahead and of course killed it and answered the question. (laughs) Just so guys, so to wrap this up, Kita, I want you to tell us where people can support you your work, your dreams, everything that you're working towards. And then I'm going to ask you three fun questions to close out our segment. Okay. So just to keep it simple, because in my intro, I talked a too much about my work, but I hang out on Instagram. So you can find me at Kita Zuleta Photo or also my website's kitazuleta.com. And I have a page that's literally called All the Links. So you can just check them all out there. The That audiobook recommendation list is on that page also. So come find me on Instagram, y'all. Yeah. And we will, of course, have all the links so you guys can follow her, so you guys can support her work. She's doing amazing. And for all the jefas out there, Please make sure to make one of the cafecito con jefas. Like, this is just, like, amazing. And it's really a supportive group. So I really encourage everyone to 
just try one. It's every Wednesday. Kita never misses. She's so loyal to us. So thank you so much for that. So now we're going to get into three fun questions. Fun and serious. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to get. Here we go. Okay, so the first one, what's one word that describes the season that you're in right now? Growth. Growth. I love that. Growth. Yeah. That's a beautiful Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It, I love that. It's spring, so all these yes. seeds that have been planted, they're at least seedlings, so they're coming yes. out, and I'm just, I'm so excited. So growth, that. definitely. Yay. I love that. I love that word. Second question. What's one piece of advice that you'd want to leave behind if you had to leave Earth tonight? And you could take a couple seconds. I know this is like a, like I'm throwing a... <laughs> But you take it I was like, what do you want your obituary? That's like, happening right now. To continue with the theme of what we've been talking about is really just learn about yourself enough to be able to take care of yourself properly oh, according to that. your needs. I love that. Acor according to your needs. I feel like that's what's so important. It's learn yourself. Yeah. There's so much we have to learn about ourselves. Yeah. Who we truly are, not who we've been told we are. Huge difference. Yeah. But figure yourself out. Who mm. are you really? Yeah. And then what is it that you need? Nurture that. Love that. I love that. Guys, really listen to this one. This is a really good one. Because it's. I know it's just so hard for a lot of us to do that. So thank you for saying that because I think... That is a huge piece of advice. So for the third one, third and final, what's the worst advice you've ever received from someone? Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> Shut up. I think I've been silenced so much in my life mm -hmm. and I feel tis the season of Pinta Turaya and speaking up and hence the podcast coming out soon, guys, yeah. <laughs> very much whether it's shutting up or trying to fit a mold or portate bien what the heck does bien even mean okay beautiful so yeah. fitting a mold that's not yours yeah like it is it's okay to not fit a mold yeah it's, it's okay to be yourself so yeah definitely shut up <laughs> is the worst advice <laughs> i love that i love that <laughs> Okay, Kita, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and just being my first guest and telling us your story and just being so transparent in your journey. Um, I know for a long time, it took me a long time to say my own story. So having you on and seeing everything that you're doing, it's just, I'm here for it. And I'm, I'm here for the growth. And I'm so happy that 30 women showed up today. Oh it's clapping. I still can't believe it. It's I just, know. It's, I can't, I can't. You're, it's so amazing. Manifestation, and I freaking love that for you. I love that for oh, you. Thank you. Thank you thank so you much. It means so much. Yeah, and for showing up consistently for us. Thank you again, and thank you guys for listening. I will have all of Kita's information on the description part of our podcast. And, of course, guys, stay grounded through all phases and emotions of life. I am your host, Natalie Q, and I can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.